When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And this week, let's go to the carnival. I haven't I been to a carnival I, in a while. I have not been to a carnival in a very long time. I mean, and it's all I, rigged. It's all yes. rigged. No, I mean, it's funny. I Okay, so I went to the State Fair, and they have their carnival games section. Yeah. Um, a few of the games... That are, I wouldn't say necessarily quote unquote rigged, are the toss the ball into the bucket thing. Yeah. Uh, now it's hard. Don't get me wrong, it's hard, but it's not necessarily rigged. You just have to toss the ball the correct way. And uh, basically, it's putting side spin on it. So that way, when it hits the bucket, it doesn't bounce out of the bucket, it hits yeah. the side and kind of spins around. Um, but lately there actually been like videos on my Facebook, uh, reels. I don't know. I watch one and you know, that a hundred of them show up, but yeah. they're like how to win these supposed rigged carnival games. Yeah. And some of them are easy. Some of them are really hard, but I'll tell you this. What's rigged the most is the like toss the ball or, uh, the hit the ball and the knock down the, Milk cans, is that what they're called? Milk bottles? Yeah. That is the most rigged because the bottles themselves are weighted differently and the ball itself doesn't have technically, I mean, it has enough weight, but it technically doesn't have enough weight to do what the bottles are supposed to do because I've knocked down all three, but you're supposed yeah. to technically knock them off the stand, not just down. Oh. So. Well. Well, the way you're supposed to do it, because you get, what, three throws for that? Yes. So, if it's, because isn't it stacked like a, you know, two on the bottom, one on top? Uh, Yeah, two on the bottom, one on top. So, the way to beat that is you need to throw it between the two on the bottom and then knock the last one over. It's not that easy. Like, it's... I know, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But I, uh, I don't go to carnivals. I'm not a big carnival person. No, I'm going to uh, stay fair every year. But yeah. other than other than that, no. But uh, Homer Homer is uh, definitely a good rube. Yes, yes uh, he is. Not a very good carny. No, he's not a rube. He's a pigeon. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. this week we are doing Season 9, Episode 12, Bart Carney, which... That's kind of a twofer. Um, it refer it's a reference to the comedian Art Carney, but Bart Carney Carney is short for a carnival worker. So yes, get a little twofer there. Uh, air date uh, January eleventh, nineteen ninety eight. Our recap: The Simpsons lose their home to a crafty carnival roadie and his son. <laughs> yes, they yeah. do. Well. Uh, I don't know if 
if they were, well, I guess they were sneaky. I wouldn't say crafty. I would say sneaky. Yes. Um, yeah. There is no chalk. There's no chalkboard gag this week. No, couch gag. sad. Two in a uh, row. The fam- what? Oh, yeah. Two in a row. Uh, the couch gag. The family rushes in and they try to sit down on the couch only to have the couch pulled away, uh, pulled out from underneath them. So like if you sit in a chair and somebody pulls a chair before you sit down, that's what they did. That's what happened. And they land on the floor and Nelson Muntz <laughs> pops up from behind the couch, points at them. Ha ha. Yep. What a bastard. Oh, that's great. That Nelson Muntz. Yeah, you got them good. All right. Yeah. So episode opens. Marge is trying to push Santa's little helper out the back door. His Homer eats in the kitchen. And uh, I've done that to Gremlin every once in a while. Push trying him to out. like, dude, come on. Go outside. Get get going. Usually at night when he's tired and doesn't want to do oh, anything. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, but in this instance, uh, Marge is like, come on. You have to go outside to do your business. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, the experts say that if you want an animal to do something, you should do it yourself first. Just show them how. <laughs> oh I think a dog knows how to crap and pee. <laughs> yeah. And Marge's like, I'm not going to the bathroom in the backyard. And I was like, sorry, your majesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. There's a reason why the dog does not want to go outside. And Marge goes outside and looks outside and sees that the uh, backyard looks like a piece of shit. There's weeds, tall grass, and uh, the kids, who are apparently supposed to be taking care of the backyard, are not doing it. Now, I started mowing the lawn. I think Dad finally started letting me mow the lawn at like 12 or 13. Yeah. Their whole thing was, we don't want you getting your hand chopped off by the lawnmower. That's and, fair, but... Well, no, no, no. It was that in the hill. Like, there was, like... Oh, yeah, that hill was a pain in the ass. Like, I was able... I think I... Well, maybe it was earlier. Maybe it was, like, 10. I was able to do the top part of our yard. Yeah. But Dad would not let me do the bottom, because you do that thing wrong, and that lawnmower will tip. Like, you have to hold it well, just right. I don't know. I didn't have any issues doing that hill. I mean, it's a pain in the ass, but I didn't have any issues. Yeah, but I I got paid, I think, a good 20 bucks every time I mowed the lawn. And Yeah, you got a, paid. I had to convince them sometimes to let me mow the lawn because Dad would be like, no, 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 lawn doesn't need to be mowed yet. But I'm like, but I need the money. Let me mow the lawn. Give me some money. But Wait, at, you're, part at, yeah, at least you were getting paid. I was free slave labor. Yep. But uh, but Bart and Lisa, 8 and 10, I don't, I mean, weeding, maybe, but it would, ha- picking, I would say picking parental up, Picking help. up after people, yes. Um, 10, I think Bart could mow the lawn, but the problem is they don't have, they have like one of those push mowers that's, yeah, that's not fine. electrical. Exactly. That's fine for Bart. I feel like I guess Bart could probably get away with that. Yeah, but that's such, I mean, you need a lot of strength to make that thing work. You do. Yeah. I don't know. So Homer, Homer should really be mowing the lawn. He should. He's a lazy bastard. Yeah. Um. But Marge picks up a snake and it hisses at her. So they have uh, wild animals running through their backyard too. <laughs> and Marge screams and uh, throws the snake over the fence 
and the snake bites Ned. And Bert's like, I'm so sorry. And Ned's like, no problemo. And it's like, and then gets bit by the snake again. <laughs> I mean, when you freak out, you chuck snakes. Yeah. Um, so we see uh, back in the living room, Bart is sitting upside down in the recliner that I'm guessing they pulled that recliner in from the living room. Cause yeah. That's the kitty corner chair. Yeah. Because um, Bart and Lisa can't sit on the same piece of furniture without fighting. And uh, Bart's upside down on it. I've done that. And uh, each of the, um, and that each of the, each tell the other to turn on the TV because they're both lazy. Just yeah. like not doing the work in the backyard. They're both lazy. Yeah, yeah Lisa's laying on the couch and she's like, nah, you do it. Yeah, I turned on the TV the other day. <laughs> I don't think we ever thought about who should turn on the TV. No, we just turned it on. We wanted to watch TV. Yeah. And uh, we weren't that lazy. I know we yeah. fought over who got to play like the like play video games either on the computer or Super Nintendo, but I don't think we ever fought about who needed to turn the TV on. Nope. But Marge walks into the room and uh Bar says, Allowance Day. And he starts like ding 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 ding, 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 ding <laughs> with using his hands, kind of like dinging. And Marge yeah. says, You don't deserve an allowance. So I said, sure we do. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> And both Bart and Lisa start to the ding 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 ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ice cream man ice cream man as Homer runs through the living room. Oh my god! I don't think the I don't think the ice cream man goes ding 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 ding. They play a song. <laughs> oh my god! But that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was fa- that was fantastic. I'm sorry. That was that was fucking great. And uh, Marge tells the kids that the backyard is a disgrace and they need to get busy. Lisa's. That's a good suggestion. And we'll take Bart's like, we'll take it under advisement. <laughs> but I don't, you know, mom and dad get, had us do chores. Like I usually wash like the kitchen floor. I've done that. Wash bathroom floors. I mean, I did a lot of stuff around the house to help out and yeah. got, got allowance for it. I don't think I was ever like, I don't, you know, honestly, because I like money so much. I don't think I was ever like, no, I won't do it. Or I'll I'll take it under advisement. I don't think I ever see, did that. I think I just did it. See, I always fought with our parents about cleaning because they never rewarded me. <laughs> but you got so, full room and board, so yeah. They're supposed to provide that. That is that is the <laughs> bottom of the barrel of what they're supposed to be providing. Is a place to sleep and food. Yeah. Like I, here's the thing. I remember once I was probably in my early teens and our mom's like, I'll give you $50 if you help me clean the living room. I'm like, awesome. Sure. She never paid me. Sounds about right. Um, so we see Marge's dressed Bart and Lisa in overalls, gloves, and straw hats. <laughs> and did Bart, did Bart have like a flower on the front of it or something? It might have. Or was have. that Lisa's? It was like a really ugly like no. girl looking flower. No, no, Bart had a flower on the front of his overalls. That Yes, that's what I'm saying. Bart had the flower, yeah. yeah. It's right okay. in the book. Well, sure, I'm not... My phone's on top of it, so... <laughs> it sounds like a you problem. So, uh... uh she brings him to the back door to go and clean up, clean up the, uh, the yard. And, uh... Bart's like, uh... Well, I can't go outside dressed like this. What if someone sees me? Bart's like, you're just going into our backyard. No one will see you. Bart opens the door and looks out. 
and in the distance, off camera, ah! And Bart slams the door, and Marge frowns and points um, points at him to get outside, and Bart opens the door again. And in the distance, off camera, we hear, ah! That was great. <laughs> oh, Nelson. Twice. We get two ha-has from Nelson this episode. Yeah. Kind of, kind of funny. I like it. Couch gag and right now. And, uh, yeah. Sends him outside and Bart, Bart just like, oh, or, uh, Bart's like, man, look at all this stuff. Pull weeds, mow lawn, scooping bag, dog business. There's got to be a way to get out of this. Lisa, chop off my hands. Lisa's like, no, who don't chop off my hands? I was like, all right. Um, you chop off my my hands halfway, halfway off, and then I'll still have enough strength to chop. And Bart's like, get to work. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they're, they're really trying to get out of it. God, I hate picking up dog yeah. food. That has to be. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Owning a dog, I say, yeah, do it. But good Lord. That has to be the worst part about owning a dog is going to your backyard and cleaning up the dog poop. Yeah. Gotta be. Um, so uh, Marge goes to bring the kids some lemonade. I'm guessing they've been working maybe for, you know, half hour. Marge is like, all right, time to time to let them know that I appreciate their work. So Marge goes to bring the kids lemonade only to find them back in the living room instead of outside doing chores. And, uh, I was like, what are you doing inside? Work was hard, so we quit. I was like, <laughs> what? So Lisa slowly explaining, hard work made us quit. I was like, I see. Well then, no chores, no allowance. He's like, okay, you get our room and board free anyway. Where it's like, and Santa Claus provides the rest. <laughs> God, yeah. I hope Elliot doesn't pull that shit up. I'm we pay, make sure and we, we give him allowance. We do five dollars a week for, you know, helping clean, eating his dinner, um, mostly like the vegetables. Oh, uh, you probably stuff. should not be paying him to eat. Well, trying new food, really, really, it's more just trying new food. I mean, he'll eat if if he's hungry, but it's like the new food thing. Like you can't complain about new and different foods on his plate because we're trying to actually get him to eat other stuff. So Bart and Lisa, you know, hear music and they go to investigate and the carnival is in town. So Bart's like, we need money fast. Bart's like, looks like somebody's <laughs> going to have to do some yard. And then Homer comes in. Hey, kids, it's carnival time. Here, take some money out of my wallet. And he opens up his wallet and the kids just grab cash straight out. And they all run out the door yelling, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> So Homer is undermining March's authority. Great visiting, yep. Homer. So we get Colonel Texas traveling carnival. Now is, we this the first, is this the first Texan? I thought it was the second. I'm, Maybe trying, it's to the rem- first. I'm trying to remember. I What do you think? First or maybe second? I think I don't it's know. the second. I think it's okay. the second. Okay. Um, so Homer, Lisa, and Bart... Uh, and Marge and Maggie are off carnival. Homer and Lisa are tugging at Marge in three different directions. Homer wants to see Lobster Boy and Shrimp Girl. Lisa wants to eat fried sugar, because that's what you do at carnival. Yes. Deep yep. fried food. 
And Bart Bart wants to go on the yard work simulator. I know. <laughs> and Marge is like, Marge's like, well, when I ask you to do it at home. Yep. Uh, so they go up to a roller coaster called the Tooth Chipper. And yep. the Tooth Chipper uh, resembles the logo for Coney Island's Steeplechase Park, which ran from 1897 to 1964. The sign <laughs> for the Tooth Chipper resembles the logo for Coney Island's Steeplechase okay. Park. Um, and so, and, and we see there's kids on the ride, and the ride starts, and they're like, we are screaming with their mouths open, and it suddenly <laughs> stops and drives their mouths into the guard <sighs> bar that should be down on your lap, the lap bar. Yep. Because the lap yeah. bar apparently doesn't go down, because it is nope. a carnival ride. Well, the whole it's, little uh, thing with carnival rides is like the rides are like, horribly built and you might die yes yes and so homer says "Ooh, me first and where's like you can't go on that ride homer because of your heart condition and homer's like <laughs> i have a heart condition and marge is like yeah you had a quadruple bypass and nearly died don't you remember homer he's like <laughs> well obviously i don't get out of my way so yeah this is a, a reference to uh homer's triple bypass where Marge mentions Homer's near fatal heart conditions and the operation that Lisa helped. What yep. is it? The knee bones connected to the red thing. The red thing's connected to my wristwatch. <laughs> yep. uh, and then Marge cuts in and says the ride doesn't look safe and the guy running it looks seedy. And she's like, no offense. Again, the guy's <laughs> he's like, and untaken. And Homer's yep. like, it's like, this guy isn't just some guy. He's a carny. Part of a noble tradition. Carney's built this country. The carnival part of it, anyway. And though they may be <laughs> rat-like in appearance, they are truly kings among men. And the Carney's like, alright, let's go, fatty. <laughs> he doesn't nope. care. The Carney doesn't care. Nope. So Homer, Bart, and Lisa get on the tooth chipper. We hear the ride go. And then stop. And the kids are like, oh. <laughs> and Homer's like, oh, my heart. And Marge's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, it's so great. Well, yeah. I mean, they obviously, obviously roller coasters, they post like no heart condition, back problems. Yes. Like there's a fucking laundry list of don't ride I, this if you have these problems. I will say, so there's one, there's one actual roller coaster here in Green Bay uh, called the Zip and Pippin. It was Elvis Presley's favorite ride. Um, Sorry, that's kind of an inside reference to myself, but that's what it's called. It's the Zip and Pippin and it was Elvis Presley's favorite ride. I'm laughing because of something else for that. Yep. Um, and I wrote it. I've written it once. And it's a wooden roller coaster. I damn near threw my back out on that thing. It was so Ugh. awful. Because, like, um, mo most of the ride was fine. And we hit, like, the last 2% of the ride. And there's a jump in the track. And these carts are small and awful. And, oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. I mean, my... My, probably my worst roller coaster ro roller coaster experience was at Six Flags. It's no longer there. It was the one that was got replaced by the Superman that blue one. Like was it Lightning uh, something? I can't remember yeah. the name of it. But I blacked out on the loops. Like it oh. would go down, and then during the loops, like my eyes would start getting like I would like almost black out. Oh shit! During the loops portion of those like. I was like, okay, never nope. again. <laughs> Not on uh, that ride. I don't, 
Yeah, I don't necessarily have problems with roller coasters per se. I do get nervous getting on them because you just never know. But like once I'm on and you know do the ride, whatever. Um, but like, yeah, Zip and Pippin. Oh, if you're ever in Green Bay and you ever go to Bay Beach Amusement Park, do not get on the Zip and Pippin. You will you die. Uh, so uh, Bart and Lisa go to the Screamatorium of Doctor Frightmaristein. Steam, <laughs> Jesus. And so as they're walking up, the guy at the booth is like, no surgeon can save you. And no bromo can soothe you. What the hell is a bromo? I have uh, no idea. Like, okay. And so the guy asks if they dare to enter the ride. And then he lies. You know he's lying because he's like, I only have two tickets left. Because at most carnivals, don't you buy You buy the tickets ahead of time before going on ride. Yes, typically, yeah. So that's really that was really weird. Yeah, no one wants to go on that ride anyway. Yeah, and so Bart and Lisa go on the ride. They're like, all right, cool. I like being scared. And <laughs> I like how they go through the go through the door, and they hear screaming. You hear the tape rewind, <laughs> and then screaming plays again. Yeah. Um, and then we got the uh, there's uh, coffin and no truck. No uh, Count Dracula popped out just a spring. Like, and you hear still... him say, and you hear him say, I am Count Dracula. I'm here to suck your blood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they have the audio up, just not the Dra- Dracula. Yeah. Um, they go into the next room and uh, they see a skeleton drop that says hee-haw like a donkey. <laughs> and he's like, He's like, that one doesn't even just, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. And then we get an old lady that's just sitting there. Behold the ravages of age. <laughs> okay, maybe that was a little scary. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm afraid of getting old. And uh, we see a worker fixing a light bulb on a ghost. And he's like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so clearly the carnival just got to town. Like, yeah, like clearly, like you saw it drive past the Simpsons house it got yes. set up and they went so this ride was clearly being built <laughs> while the carnival just got there correct and uh bart and lisa come out of the ride super disappointed and the uh-huh. carney apologized like i'm sorry yeah <laughs> uh that's fucking fantastic yeah i i am not a fan of haunted houses rides fine haunted houses no I, I like I haunted do, houses. I don't do haunted houses. I got turned around in a haunted house at the YMCA. Mom brought it to me. I got turned around, freaked out, crying out of this fucking haunted house. Since that day, never again. How but have never, I never heard this story? Never. Mom will probably tell you. If you ask her, she'll probably tell you. It was at the YMCA's haunted house. And I got turned okay. around. Like, I was young. And I was, fu- it was yeah. I was ready to do it, but I got like flipped around, went the wrong way down a hallway, started freaking out because I was getting lost. And I, don't, I honestly, I can't remember the, I can't remember how I got out. I think either mom found me or one of the workers there heard me and came and walked me out. But yeah, since that day, no haunted houses, never again. Uh, I love haunted houses; they're a lot of fun. Nope. So uh, we see kids shooting water into a clown's mouth. And this is one of my favorite games 
at the car at the carnival or Six Flags or wherever they have. But one of my favorites, one of my favorite. I'm oh so fucking good at it because obviously Uh, this isn't a game that's like you're playing against the carnival. You're playing against other people. Fair. And so it's basically who can get that water on the first shot right in the clown's mouth to blow up the balloon. You have to be quick, but. I I swear I'm one of the best at it and love it. Uh, we see one of the kids spray water into Krusty's mouth because <laughs> obviously they're spraying everything into Cloud's mouth. Krusty, why is that? Why is this always happening when I'm standing here? And uh, Krusty's you know in the exact same spot again, and that gets sprayed in the mouth again. Like <laughs> he's not moving. He's standing right next to the carnival game, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, this episode marks the third time someone has been squirted in the face with a water gun intended for a squirt the clown head blow up the balloon carnival boot. And, you know, Bart is squirted in the face by Lisa at summer of four feet two. And Martin by uh, Martin is by Nelson in Lisa the Beauty Queen. So that's a running gag for the Simpsons, yeah. I guess. Pretty good one. And so now we see Homer and Bart passing by a ring toss game. And we also see one of the games at the carnival is called knock over the fuzzy guy as they're <laughs> walking by. I think there was a lot of just normal ones. I yeah. didn't necessarily write them all down, but yeah. uh, that's one of them. Knock over the fuzzy guy. And uh, the kid uh, asks his dad. So we don't know their names. Yet. The kid asks the dad if yep. they see any pigeons yet. The dad sees Homer with a wad of cash and singing and imagines Homer as a pigeon. Because that's carnival. Yep. And the dad calls out to Homer. He's like, hey. And he asks Homer if he's feeling lucky. And uh, the kid asks Bart if he wants Homer to win him a TV. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a super old TV. There's a sign on top of the TV that says appliance, the appliance everyone's talking about. Yeah, it's like one of those wooden boxes with the like tiny TV inside. Yep. Um, and so they, they obviously show all the prizes on the ring toss table and they yeah. include a deaf leopard mirror, a camera, a matador lamp, which we'll see later, a Rubik's cube, a magic eight ball, a hunter's knife. Which we'll also see later. Yep. Uh, And uh, antique TV, um, a stuffed monkey, happy little elf, and a white stuffed seal. And I'm guessing those are the easy ones. Obviously, the bigger prizes, those are meant to be the harder ones. And they're hoping people will pay the money to do the harder ones. Yeah. Um, And so uh, Homer tells, uh, Bart tells Homer, quickly to do it before someone else wins it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they bought in. And so Homer throws the rings and keeps missing. And the man comments after each throw and says, uh, what a scam after Homer's last throw. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, oh, so he... close. Oh, you'll get there. Oh, what a scam. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if you look at the thing Homer's trying to throw over, it's like a trapezoid, but the wrong direction. Yeah. Like, if the trapezoid was flipped the other way, Homer could have landed it. But because yeah. of the scam and rig, the the piece is wider than the than the actual ring. Which, yeah. the, oh, that was the other ringed one. Now that I think about it, about when I said that, 
the basketball hoops at that basketball toss, yeah, they're not a full circle. They're uh, like uh, you can't tell from where you're standing because it's like twenty feet away, maybe not that far, but you know what I mean. But they're oblong shaped, so when the ball hits the rim, you have to hit it dead on for that ball to go straight through the hoop. It's not a legal hoop by any yeah. by any means. Sure. Um, but Homer tells Bart he failed, and the man feels bad for Homer and says, uh, yeah, I have a son of my own. Yeah, here, have this prize. And it's an oversized comb <laughs> you know, for all the hair Homer has. Yeah. Um, and so next we see a scene where Tex has Adolf Hitler's personal limo. <laughs> I don't know why that's even at a carnival, but sure. And so, he says, the, so here's a, so this is this is probably why. So the aspect of Hitler's car at a carnival is a possible reference to Bunny Gibbons, who is a carnival operator from the 1950s, who is notorious for having exhibited the car of murderer and body snatcher Ed Gein. Oh, all right. Um, and he says it's roomier than Bonnie and Clyde's death car, which is probably why what you just said makes sense. And it's the first automobile to come with yeah. a Farfenugan. So the line about Hitler's car being the first car with Farfenugan was originally supposed to be, and it was the first car to be featured in Disney's Electric Light Parade. Um, according to commentary, the show's legal team begged them not to use that line despite allowing every other joke that made fun of Disney in the past. The original <laughs> line appeared in the closed captions on TV. Um, oh. Except for the syndicated version, international versions, and the DVD version. Jeez. Can't make fun of Disney, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can now. No. Well, I think Well, I think part of the reason they asked him not to use that line was because of Hitler. Well, sure. Yep. I don't think it had anything to do with you know, Disney itself, it was associating Disney with Hitler, even though Walt Disney was allegedly a Nazi or yep. a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. So the crowd oohs and ahs as Homer combs his hair with his novelty <laughs> comb. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? And uh, the Colonel Wilder's like, all right. Homer, Bart, Bart seeing Hitler's car is like, wow, it's furific. <laughs> wow good line Bart yeah. um, and Tex says there's a rumor where some people say that Hitler's skeleton is in the trunk but others say it's just a spare tire has he never opened it so I'll get to this a little bit later but I could have sworn in the following morning not the following like there's a few shots afterwards of Hitler's car where I could have sworn the trunk opened and there was a skeleton in it. Oh. I could have sworn, I could have, but it's not, it's not there. But I could have sworn one of the shots of Hitler's car after Bart was done with it, with there was, the trunk was open and there was a skeleton. Maybe I'm having a Mandela effect moment, but I could have sworn that scene existed. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to the fairgrounds after this scene. Oh, I, I was. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, but you, you think he would open the trunk. I mean, it's his limo, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Think well, he would open he's, it. Been too, he's been too busy. Oh, sure. And, uh, Bart sneaks into Hitler's car and accidentally starts driving. He's just pushing buttons. 
looking yeah. through the glove box, trying to find things. And Tex yells out, what in the name of high school football? <laughs> um, so this is, uh, this is kind of uh, another thing Bart has done. So in the episode, Mr. Plow, Bart causes trouble in a car belonging to a notorious, a notorious historical figure. And in that one, he's pretending to shoot cops in the Bonnie and Clyde death car. Oh. At least I don't, I don't know if that was Mr. Plow, but I do remember that. That might actually be very wrong. But there was also, wasn't it at the uh, Springfield Aviation episode with Sideshow Bob? Oh, that was Millhouse in the plane pretending to yes. shoot people. Um, <laughs> so as Bart drives the car, he yells for people to get out of the way. He's like, I'm Hitler! Good lord. <laughs> I, how did that line make it in here? I don't know. Well, remember, <laughs> the the Fox censors left the Simpsons alone. <laughs> that is true. And so we see Bart driving over Impervo the Painless's foot. Um, and before that happened, he was shoving a nail with a hammer up his nose. That That was fine. Having his foot run over, he did not like that. He's like, my foot's in pain. Yeah. And so now we see Bart <laughs> driving towards Mo, who's in a tent talking to a psychic. And the psychic just happens to see Bart driving towards him. He's like, you are in grave danger. And right before Bart hits on Mo and the psychic dive out of the way, and the car crashes into a tree. And this is where I thought the tr- uh, trunk popped open and we saw a skeleton. Oh, gotcha. I you, don't, you, don't like this... the, you don't think that was the same psychic from the uh, Lisa Senior Future Husband? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I didn't take a look. I just thought about it now, but I, I didn't yeah. take a good look at her. I wonder if it was. Yeah. I don't know. They sounded similar, but they yeah. probably did that on purpose. Um, so Nelson tells Bart that he wrecked Hitler's car. And he's like, what did, what did Hitler ever do to you? And then Nelson punches Bart in the stomach. I don't know. Nelson maybe murdered 7 million people. Well, no, that wasn't a Bart. Bart's not 7 million people. Bart is part of humanity. Oh, okay. Uh, Tex tells Bart that he just ruined the main attraction of his <laughs> carnival. And then a camel walks by, and he's like, I thought I was the main attraction. And Tex is like, uh, 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 yeah, you're the main attraction. A talking camel? How is that not the main attraction? And how is Hitler's car the main attraction? Because <laughs> it's Hitler's car? I don't know. I guess. So, uh, as, so as uh, the camel and uh, Tex are talking, Bart tries to sneak off, but the camel, whose name is Humphrey, Tells Tex that Bart is trying to get away, and Tex stops Bart, and he's like, you owe me some money. And Homer's like, Bart doesn't have any money. Just look at uh, look at his clothes. Yeah, he wears the same his... thing every day. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So Tex tells Bart that he's going to have to work off the debt at the carnival. Bart's like, cool. And Homer hears that Bart is going to have to work at the carnival. He's like, hey, that's not fair. I want to be a carny too. Can I, mister? Huh? Can I? Please? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. You going to get drunk and start a lot of trouble? Homer's like, sure, anything you want. <laughs> I don't think that's what text meant, man. That's that's part of the job, getting drunk and causing <laughs> trouble. So Tex is like, I will see you at 6 a.m. And you're going to work like you have never worked before. And so Barton Homer high five. And Lisa walks in and tells them that her and Marge saw the most amazing camel. 
Marge comes in. The camel was wearing a hat. No, not that it could talk or anything, but uh, so Maybe the camel doesn't talk to the people. Yeah, he only really talks to the carnival owner. Yeah. So the sun rises over the carnival. We see a burger wrapper unfold, kind of like a flower. Yeah. The ring toss father and son do a wake up, and their beds are like, like, like oh Murphy, is that what it's called? A Murphy bed, the what bed yep. that comes out of the wall? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Murphy bed. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, so they wake up out of their Murphy beds. They push their beds back up in, and uh, we also see the bearded lady shaving her legs. <laughs> Uh, and we see a guy like up on uh, a ladder uh, to the fun house and he's just like turning the, the letters. He's like rearranging them, but like not switching them up. He's just turning them different ways. Yeah. To make it more fun. It's a fun house. <laughs> um, we also see rats on a uh, rats running on a hot dog roller and getting sprayed off by a carny. Yeah. You got to clean that thing off. I mean, spray yeah. it off, I guess, but got to get the rats. So, off. Yeah, so the father and son uh, ring tossers are eating, and the dad tells the son that if the son doesn't finish his cotton candy, he won't get a snow cone. <laughs> Boy, they're eating healthy. Oh, carnies are dirty folk, right? Yeah. Sorry if out sorry out there if you're a carny. Let us know if you're a carny, and this is a direct representation of carny folk. <laughs> Let us know. I, I would like to know. And uh, Homer and Bart walk up to them, and the father threatens Homer with a stick. He tells him, hey, you lost your money fair and square. I didn't scam nobody. <laughs> and put the stick down. And then, we're, we're here to work. And Bart's like, yeah, starting today, we're carnies, just like you guys. <laughs> and the guy tells him, oh, let me show you, let me show you how I scanned you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and so the father tells us, uh, Spud to throw a couple more apples in the caramel. Because they're going to have some caramel apples. Or yeah. Homer, Homer and Bart want some caramel apples. It's 6 a.m. Yeah. What, what better way to start your day than an apple covered in sugar? So, um, and then Spud puts the apples uh, in the caramel in a bucket that's labeled barf. And uh, the father tells Homer... Ah, not to worry. That's to scare off thieves. Want to steal your bucket of caramel? <laughs> maybe other, the other carnies? Ah, maybe. Um, and Homer drinks from the bucket. He's like, yeah, he's telling the truth. I love how he, like, and, swishes it in his mouth. Yeah, like wine. <laughs> yeah. But then I wouldn't want to eat the caramel if Homer's backwash is in it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't notice. It's caramel. Yeah. And then Homer thanks him for the food. The man introduces himself as Scooter, voiced by Jim Varney. I, I don't know who that is. Has he done uh, something famous? Who he, is he? He is an actor. He is a comedian. Uh, oh, wait, he was it's in... Ernest. Yeah, it's Ernest. Oh, wow. I'm going to get some flack for not knowing that. I I apologize for you guys listening that I did not know Ernest's real name. <laughs> uh, he he uh, passed away in uh, February of two thousand. Wow, it's been a while. Well, and he only got to about he only got to fifty one. God, people die too young. 
Yeah, he was uh, 51 years old. Uh, he was 49 when he died. Uh, oh, no, it says uh, 1949 to 2000. That would put him at 50 to 51. Um. Okay, 50, not 51. Yeah, okay. Because well, his wide. birthday was June 15th. Yep, so 50. Died at 50. 50, and sorry. Yeah. yeah, I never got into the Ernest movies, so... I, no. I uh, never watched it. So Cooter uh, formally introduces his boy as Spud. Cooter and Spud. Yeah. And uh, Cooter says there's no need to thank them because carnival folk look out for each other. That's the carny code. And Homer, Homer asks Bart if he's heard of that. <laughs> uh, you guys aren't carnies, so probably yeah. not. Well, he's like, Bart. Have you, uh, he's like Bert. Did you hear that? The Carney Code, huh? Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. And uh, the Carney Code. Uh, and Homer asked Bart if he's. Oh, and Bart, Bart's like, yes, I I have heard of that. Thank you. And uh, Tex uh, finds Homer and Bart and asks him if they're ready for work. And Bart asks what their first job is. Test the roller coaster. And Homer asks if it's to fry up cheese. Mm, I love me some fried cheese. Yep. And Bart asks, uh, hose down the freaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, testing the roller coaster and frying cheese is fun. I don't know if I want to hose down freaks. But yeah. Bart wants to. And Tex says something, something like that and brings Bart to the world's smallest horse who has crapped a lot. <laughs> I love and... Bart's like, you wouldn't be so tiny if you didn't shit so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep oh that damn horse um, yeah. and Homer is set up at the dunk tank and Homer asks the crowd to hold their fire because the water level is dangerously low <laughs> oh, that's fantastic and then the guy hits the thing again and Homer like breaks his legs in the, in the <laughs> bottom of the tank because there's no water left. <laughs> no. Because he's fat, so he splashes all the water out of the tank. I'm glad I've never had to be in a... I've been to a dunk tank. I've thrown balls at a dunk tank. I am glad I've never been in a dunk tank. Never been in a dunk tank. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Tech shows Bart and Homer their next job. And uh, the Colonel Loader's like, all right. Now, this geek bit is pretty straightforward. You just bite the heads off the chicken and take a bow. Go on. Give it a try. Remember, big smiles. <laughs> and he has Bart and Homer eat a live chicken. <laughs> and Homer's like, oh, Bart? He's like, yeah, Dad? Do I like chicken? Bart's <laughs> like, does it matter? <laughs> yeah, it's a live chicken. Uh, so when Homer and Bart talk through their teeth while holding the chickens is a reference to Bob Hope and Bing Crosby films. Uh, some, uh. <laughs> yeah. So I've never, I'm not a Bob Hope fan. I know who Bing Crosby is. Never seen any of their films. So if you guys out there have seen that, let us know uh, if they're funny. Um, and Homer asks Bart, uh, that are they're just about to bite the heads off the chicken when Cooter interrupts and tells Tex that him and Spud have to duck out for their AA meeting. 
apparently uh, Spud's an alcoholic too. Yeah. But funny enough, um, it, if you look at, at uh, Cooter, or not Cooter, uh, Spud, his facial features were actually based off of Bart. So his facial features, the red and the blue, like he was basically meant to be like the, uh, I don't know, the Carney Bart Simpson is what they sure. were, what they were going for. And uh, Bart takes the chicken head out of his mouth and says, oh, we're saved. And Homer had the chicken in his mouth backwards, <laughs> pulls it out and says, uh, the chicken is the luckiest chicken in the world. I don't know, man. He had his, he had his, most of his body into Homer's mouth. I, I don't know. Homer completely misunderstood the, uh, the assignment, how to, the, how to do the geek bit. Yeah. <laughs> so Cooter shows Homer, uh, how to work the ring toss. Cause Tex was like, all right. You guys, you guys go work the ring toss. And uh, Cooter's like, you see, the trick here is the rings won't fit over the good prizes. And Homer takes out a lot of money. He's like, ah, we'll see about that. Give me 10 rings. And Cooter turns to Bart. He's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. so anyway, uh, the main thing is to bring in the rubes. But it's like, do whatever it takes. Sweet talk, insults, slang from the 30s that no one... <laughs> No one uses anymore. Or it's like, like rubes. Now you're talking. Now you're on the trolley. And he's <laughs> like, we got to get, here's the money box. And he starts to hand the box to Homer. He's like, any questions? He's like, uh, yes. How do we handle refunds? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And Cooter takes back the money box and hands it to Bart. Yeah. Bart should totally be in charge of this thing. Yeah. And, uh, Cooter's like, uh, I'm going to give this to you. Or it's like, good move. And Homer takes out a lot of money. Give me 10 rings. Oh, Homer. He's so dumb. Yep. So, uh, so Bart, you know, is trying to get people to play ring toss. He's like dancing on the, 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 the table area. And, you know, trying, trying to get people to come. And yep. Homer's like, Oh, that guy looks like a sucker. And so we see a dude standing like, He's got like a, he looks almost like a pimp. He's got like a long, like brimmed hat. He looks really shady. He's got a deck yep. of cards and he's like tossing them in between his hand, like a shuffle technique kind of thing. And uh, Bart tells Homer, uh, come on and get on the trolley. Whatever the <laughs> hell that means. And so now we see Seymour walking by with Agnes and Bart calls him high pockets. He's like, oh, do you want to win something for your girlfriend? And Seymour and Agnes, you know, have a good laugh. Because, you know, Bart's, you know, Sweet giving Agnes a compliment. Yep. And Agnes sees that uh, lamp, uh, the Matador lamp. And she's like, Seymour, win that for me. Win, win that for me. And Seymour's like, all right, Bart, be honest. <laughs> Is it actually possible to win this game? Bart's like, well, if I like you, it's possible. And Seymour's like, hot dog. Uh, Seymour, Bart doesn't like you. I mean, they're kind of friends after the whole, like, uh, the, um, Seymour and Edna, like, love thing. No, 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 no. That's season eight. We're we're in season nine. That doesn't count anymore. Oh, Bart's back to hating him? Yeah. Oh. I thought they were semi, I thought they were semi good friends. Oh, I guess the principal and the pauper. 
Exactly. I feel, I feel like they're on the same page. But nah, I don't not. like Bart like Seymour. Uh, and so Seymour can't get the ring over the peg. And Agnes <laughs> is like, you're failing. What is it about you and failure? <laughs> Jesus. He's a principal. Yeah. But it wasn't his and, job to begin with. Yeah. So Seymour tries to win himself a knife, but fails at that too. Because was that, was that trying to get the ring over the knife, or was that? Yes. I didn't see a little, like a little. Yeah, thing. I think he was trying to get it over the knife and failed miserably. Okay, because I was like, I thought the whole point was there were pegs everywhere that you're supposed to put the ring over to get the prize. Uh, there was supposed to be, but apparently not for that one. Unless the knife was on the thing. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. Uh, so Bart tells Homer they are natural born carnies. If only they weren't tied down with a family. Homer's like, yeah, we could start our own game where people throw ducks at balloons and nothing's the way it seems. <laughs> God damn it, Homer. Okay, Homer, let's see if you can redeem yourself because here comes Chief Wiggum. And he's like, I hate to interrupt their fun, your fun, but I got a few complaints that this game is crooked. Homer's like, and how? He <laughs> oh <my God>. just <laughs> <laughs> straight up admitted to Wiggum that the game is crooked. Oh, Here's the thing, is there, I mean, I guess, is there a law against carnivals being rigged? I I don't know. Is I mean, that I guess fraud? They, I think it could be fraud, yes. But I think carnival games, as I mentioned, like, at the very beginning of this episode, the ones I've, like, played, I think there has to be a way to actually win the game, and, the, and this is how it works. So... There's. Have you ever seen the carnival game where there's the the bottle laying on the ground and you use like a little ring to lift the bottle up vertically and if it stands up you win. No. Have you seen? Okay, you haven't seen that. So the the carnies will literally walk around and lift bottles up to prove that it's possible. Now, the reason why I still think it's rigged is that the angle that they're lifting the bottles. The the carnies are behind the table lifting the bottles. You're on the other side of the table trying to lift the bottles up at an angle. Oh. So I think they're proving that the bottles can be lifted up by the stick. Yeah. But theoretically, it's not necessarily a hundred. And you have to stay behind the line. Like, there's a whole thing. I don't know if there's necessarily. I think think it could be considered fraud. The game literally cannot be won. Yeah, so Wiggum says he'd hate to shut them down. It's like, oh, we can come to an understanding, and Wiggum just <laughs> sticks out his hand. And Homer's like, I understand. And, you know, Bart tries to tell Homer that uh, Wiggum is looking for a bribe, but Homer cuts off Bart. He's like, Bart, <laughs> not now. And Wiggum's like, let me put it in this way. I'm looking for my friend Bill. Have you seen any bills around here? And Wiggum looks at the cash <laughs> box. Homer's like... Yep. No, he's Bart. And Wiggum, frustrated, runs a hand over his face and groans, and he winks while he talks. He's like, listen carefully and watch me wink as I speak, okay? Whereas like, okay. Wiggum's like, the guy I'm really looking for, wink, is Mr. Bribe. Wink, wink. And Wiggum holds out his palm. Homer's like, it's a ring toss game. Wiggum's like, that's it, I'm shutting this game down. <laughs> oh my god how dumb is Homer oh my 
I, I got, I feel like they purposefully made Homer dumber than normal in this episode. Yes. Oh, they definitely did. And then, well, but, but, but the end of the, uh, I don't know. We'll get maybe, there. Maybe that's, maybe that was the writing scheme. Make Homer this dumb now to play it off amazing at the end. No, no, you don't get to play the, that's not how, that's not how character development works. No. I don't know. Uh, so Wiggum uh, has the ring toss game towed away and Cooter and Spud come back and ask Homer what happened. And Bart's like, the cops took it. And Cooter's like, <laughs> why didn't you bribe them? And Homer's <laughs> like, I tried to, but the opportunity never came up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Homer. That's because Wiggum uh, wasn't going to flat out say bribe me. Yeah, you can't do that. He's a cop. He's got to insinuate it. Exactly. Um, and so Cooter and Spud, I love this. Cooter and Spud sit on a pig and they're like, oh, where are we going to go to now? And Homer's like, uh, can you stay in the whack-a-mole game? And Spud's like, no, Fantastic Dan lives there. And we see Nelson waiting at the whack-a-mole game and Fantastic Dan peeks his head out. He's like, oh, were you looking for me? And Nelson whacks Fantastic Dan on the head. Nelson's just waiting there. Yeah. So now, now is Dan is Dan the whack-a-mole or is there actually a mole that pops its head up in this game? I have no idea. <laughs> Not a clue. I mean, the size of everything, it looks like Fantastic Dan is the whack-a-mole. I know. <laughs> so Maybe that's why he's wearing a part. helmet. Uh, that's a leather helmet. That ain't gonna protect shit. <laughs> he looks more like a like one of those old age pilot guys. Yeah. Uh, so Homer tells Bart to look at them, and if a carny can wind up homeless, it can happen to anyone. And uh, Bart says he's going for a corn dog. <laughs> he's out. And Homer asks if he wants one, and or he asks Homer if he wants one, and Homer says yes. But first, there's the little matter of the carny code. And Homer tells Cooter and Spud to get off the hog, because they are going to the Simpson house. And we see Marge knitting while Lisa is reading a book, and Marge shudders like 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 a ghost just ran over her skin. Yeah. And Lisa asks Marge, "Why did you just shudder just now?" I don't know. It's like she felt a disturbance <laughs> in the force. I know. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever got that feeling. Yeah. Like like something in the world just does not seem right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so um, at the Simpson home, Cooter puts his bare feet up on the coffee table and compliments Marge on how nice the house is. It's like, it must have taken you years to win all this stuff, is what Spud said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't think that's how homes work. I wish it was. No. I, mean, I wish I yeah. go to a carnival and like win my bookshelves and TVs and everything. But no, yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta buy it all. And then Marge tells Scooter she's going to get her get him a coaster for his feet. <laughs> and then grabs Homer and walks him out of the room. And uh now we see Spud uh tells Lisa to check this out. I can unhitch all my joints at once. And he does. God, I hated those people in like middle school. I had a few friends that uh, could do that. God, yeah. that was not every bone, not not every bone, but he could like un unjoint his arm, his thumb, like God, it's like I think that's so gross. Yeah. Um, do you have any friends that could do that? 
I have a few. Yeah. And uh, Spud asked if she's doing anything that that night. Yeah, blue eyes. Yeah, but Lisa's Lisa's grossed out. She's like, so. Yeah. So here's the thing. There is an episode where Milhouse said Lisa's eyes are gray, but Spud says Lisa's eyes are blue. I mean, in different light, your eyes can look like different color, maybe? That, or maybe Milhouse is colorblind? That's possible. But let's let's put a pin in it that uh, Spud refers to Lisa's eyes as blue. And let's see if this comes up at any other point in the future. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Marge is talking to Homer in the kitchen. And Marge's like, how long are those rustabouts going to be staying here? Homer's like, oh, it won't be long. Once their resumes get out, they'll have all kinds of offers. The older one can pull out his left eye. And then we see a glass eye rolling into the kitchen, from the living room into the kitchen. And uh, Cooter's like, little help. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so now they're eating at the dining room table. And uh, Cooter shows them a trick that his grandmother taught him. And he pushes a cigarette into his mouth. Pulls it out his nose, still lit. Then he sticks it in his ear and pulls it out his butt. <laughs> uh, gross, but... Very gross. Possible, I guess. No, and, not uh, possible. Not possible, yes. And then uh, he, uh, Bart's, you know, Bart's impressed and asks Cooter to do it again. <laughs> it's like, uh, not for a little while. Because it's still lit. He just burnt his yeah. asshole. He's it probably doesn't feel good. Yeah. I don't. What did he do with the cigarette? He didn't start smoking that thing again, did he? I don't think so. I, I hopefully he just put it on the table. and was like, right, I'm done with that. Um, and Marge asked Cooter how long he's been uh, in the traveling amusement industry. And Cooter says they've been carnies ever since their family came to America in 1620, clinging to the side of the Mayflower. <laughs> <laughs> So they were hustlers in uh, Europe as well. Yeah. It's a family of hustlers. And uh, Bart hugs Marge as she comes over to get her uh, his plate of food and thanks her for a great dinner and that he loves her. And, you know, Marge is about to call Bart a sweet little guy, but notices her pearls are gone. And Bart chuckles and says, ah, Spud taught me that. And Marge sarcastically tells Spud, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for teaching my son how to be a grifter. And uh, Cooter says it's been awfully kind of them to take Co- take Cooter and Spud into their beautiful home. I just wish I had a, a way to repay you guys. And Spud whispers something into uh, to Cooter, and Cooter's like, ah, good thinking. And Cooter asks the Simpsons if they've ever been on a glass bottom boat ride, because they just happen to have some tickets. I've never been on a glass bottom boat ride. Nope. I've been on like whales watching tours and dolphin watching tours, but they weren't glass. That bottom. is not a that is not a glass bottom boat. No, it's not. They're fun though. Um, and Marge says, oh, "That's a nice surprise and very generous of Cooter." And Homer asks Marge, "Who's the filthy sleaze bag now?" <laughs> and Marge nervously chuckles. And uh, so now we. Uh, on the they're on the boat, but sorry, they're on the boat tour, and Marge says the undersea world certainly is full of wonders, 
And uh, we see a lot of fun things. Um, we see a shopping cart, muffler, a bat of little Lisa slurry from the old man in the sea. I'm sorry, the old man and the Lisa. And uh, radio tires and a vat of radioactive waste. So uh, Lake Springfield is definitely, definitely tainted. And yeah. uh, and as we'll see in the Simpsons movie, which, sorry guys, we don't know if we're going to be doing that one yet as an episode, but uh, we learned that Lake Springfield is about ready to erupt. I mean, we're going to do the movie. You think you want to do the movie? You want to promise our listeners Yeah, now? part of the Simpsons. We're the Simpsons <laughs> Did It podcast. But it's not an episode. But we can make it like th- we can make it a two-parter or a three-parter. Because we yes. we'll probably we'll probably be on that for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, um and so uh so yeah, so also the other thing we see is the sister ship to the one they're on, the Athena. And yeah. uh we, we we're told, and the Simpsons are told that the Athena went down with eighty-eight souls the week just the week before. And Marge is like, wonder how that happened. So, while riding the glass-bottom boat, Bart and Homer are taunting a shark. Homer has his stomach sticking out of his shirt, while Bart is mooning it. And Homer's like... Alright, go ahead. And uh, Homer's like, yeah, come on, sharky. And Bart's like, hey, you want a piece of this? Homer's like, you call yourself the king of the jungle. Now you want to He's not. He's that the shark isn't a lion. Nope. You want it? You want to hear some fun shark facts? Because I have a kid that knows knows everything about sharks. One. You get one. Okay. Well, I know I only need one. So okay. We're we're thinking this is Lake Springfield, correct? Correct. And not an ocean. Correct. So there is only one shark in the in the history of sharks that. <laughs> Can survive in fresh water, and that is the bull shark. So, okay. so if we're led to believe that this is a lake, this is a bull shark that's attacking this attacking the Simpsons, and it is one of the most vicious sharks in the water. Well, I mean, it is. It doesn't like the fact that uh, they're taunting him. Yep. So, there's some fun shark facts for you. Yeah, and. Uh, so there's a guy on the boat. I don't know who this is. I've missed this, but there's a guy on the boat, uh, Carl, who is who was introduced in Simpson and Delilah. Is seen on the glass bottom boat ride, standing next to Lisa. So I have to put a pin in it because his next they- appearance is in the sea. Uh, he appears later in the season, standing in a line at the post office in the trouble with Trillion. I think Carl's the guy that invented that hair the uh, hair solution, or he was the. Is it? Yeah, I think that's Carl. Okay, well I we'll think... put a pin in it, and when we get to the trouble with trillions, which is later in this season, uh, we will look for him there. All right. Um, so now we see the family driving home, and Marge is like, "Oh, that was fun." She's like, "I wish we had a glass bottom car." I can't help but wonder what we're missing. The road, the road. You're missing the road. <laughs> also, I don't think that would ever work in a car. Dead animals. That's what they're missing. Yeah. Um, so we see the Simpsons pull up to their house, walk to the front door, and Lisa's like, 
I was wrong about the Cooters. Okay, hold on. Is Cooter their last name? No, Cooter's their first name. Cooter and Spud. So his name is Cooter Cooter? Oh, Lisa says Lisa says, I was wrong about the Cooters. Oh. Okay, I did not even think... I did not, no, it's so, his first so is, name. So is, so is his first name Cooter? Yeah, I'm assuming his first name is Cooter. So they, are they Cooter... Is he Cooter Cooter? Uh, like Mario Mario? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That is a weird Spud one. Spud Cooter? I, I mean, and, and we even see that they write the Cooters on the Simpsons mailbox. You're right. I did not even think about it. So, yeah, yeah, that guy's name is, obviously his name is Cooter Cooter. Oh, my God. How did we, I, I don't know how, I don't know how many times I've seen this episode. I don't know how I'm just noticing this now. Yep. So, Lisa was like, I was wrong about the Cooters, Dad. They're the nicest of all the transients you've ever brought home. <laughs> the only other transient they brought home was the uh, the the guy from Itchy and Scratchy, uh, where Grandpa writes yeah. against each. Uh, what is that? I can't remember the name of that episode. Uh, you know which one I'm talking about, where the yeah. guy claims he invented Itchy and Scratchy. Isn't that Itchy and Scratchy versus March? No. No. I don't remember. Yeah. I know which episode you're talking about. Yeah, but, but that's yeah, that's, was, the, that's the only transient he's ever brought home, and he was pretty friendly. No, no, Bart brought the no, no, Bart brought that transient home. Oh, right, you're right. So who did? I guess Homer has has Homer actually brought home a transient that we know of? Michael Jackson. He's not a transient. He was a, a psych ward patient. I guess so. I don't know. Um, yeah. So we see the windows are boarded up. And Homer goes to, you know, open the lock, but the lock has been changed. And Bart's like, check this out. And they they crossed off the Simpsons name on the bell box and wrote the Cooters. So Cooter, Cooter, and Spud Cooter. Okay. Uh, Marge asks, what's going on? And Homer bangs on the door. And he's like, Cooter, what have you done to our house? So Cooter opens up the mail slot. And he's like, it's our house now. And Homer's like, uh, and he's like, he's, he's like, Tell me where the extra sheets are and get off my property. <laughs> and so Lisa's like, they're squatting in her house. Now, I think for squatter laws, they have to live in the house for like more than a month to be considered squatters. At this point, this is tr- this is still trespassing. Yeah, I don't know how it works in California. Because I remember there was a, a Smodcast episode with Kevin Smith where he actually he knew someone in his neighborhood where squatter went in and <laughs> the owner could not get him out because of squatter's rights. Yeah. I can't remember what the laws in California are though, but California does have that. Yeah. I mean, all the States have it. I think here in Wisconsin, since fortunately I made my roommate sign a lease, uh, if I want to, you know, tell him to leave, he has to leave. Um, but I think if, you have somebody sign a lease, the lease runs out and they don't leave. And then you try to kick them out. They can claim squatter rights. I think that's how it works in Wisconsin. But in this instance, I feel like they were at the house for a day. No, they're trespassing. Yeah. This is, this is clearly a case of trespassing. So Homer tells Cooter, he can't do this to him. 
It's like, what about the carny code? And Cooter opens up the mail slot and he laughs. Him and Spud laugh. And then he closes the, the <laughs> mail slot and then he opens it again and they're, they're still laughing. So, where do the Simpsons go? They go to the police. Because, you know, their house is taken over by Carnies. And Homer's like, Carnies took over our house. You've got to help us. And Homer's like, well, well, look who's here. Mr. No Bribe. <laughs> sure, we'll help you. Just sit down and wait for a detective like I give a damn. <laughs> and Homer's sitting. He's like, oh, thank you so much. And Lisa's like, Dad. Homer's like, honey, Daddy's waiting for the detective. I still don't know why uh, Bart wouldn't have been at the police with, I don't know. You think it'd have been better with there. Bart? I don't know. Or maybe you think they're all there. I don't know. Yeah. kind of weird. We, yeah. So uh, the Simpsons take up residence in Bart's treehouse, which is, th- this is not the first time a Simpson has lived in the treehouse. Uh, Homer lives in the treehouse after getting kicked out of his own home in secrets of a successful marriage. Yep. Um, and so, uh, Marge says, uh, she got them breakfast. Uh, I hope you guys like the red things that grow on this tree. Don't eat the red things that grow on your tree. Are those like little crab apples or berries? No, they're like, I remember we had them growing on our tree growing up and mom always was like, yeah, don't eat those. Those are, those are poison. Uh, so we see Bart brushing his teeth with a twig. At least it's like, Bart, you're using my twig. He's like. So? I let you use my leaves. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So we hear laughter coming from the Simpson house. And Homer's like, listen to them. Watching my television. Sitting on my couch. And he yells, you better not be in my ass groove. Oh, God, I love the ass groove. I had an ass groove at my old house. Uh, that brown couch, remember that brown couch I had? Yeah, yeah. That dude, my center cushion, dude, that had an ass groove on it. And every time either Shay or the the Bob or someone would say, I'd be like, dude, get out of my ass groove. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had an ass groove on any on any of my furniture. My couch, my couch I will say my couch currently that I use has a nice little indent where I usually sit. The problem is I usually sit between two cushions. So oh, like weird. the ass groove is like parts of two cushions. No, no, no. I have, I have my, my blue couch here at my new house, man. I sit there. I don't think, I'll, although, okay, let's put it in perspective. The couch I have now was a nice, pricey, well-built, yeah. expensive couch. The couch of my old house. No, that was a cheap, like couch I got from a furniture store. So there's yeah. a bit of a difference. I don't think I'm going to get a groove in this one like I did, but if I ever do, yeah. stay out of my groove. Yeah. And so Marge yells at Homer, and Homer's like, it took me years to forge that groove. <laughs> and so now now we hear someone playing Lisa's saxophone, and then you can kind of hear it getting muddled, and Lisa's like, the spit valve. You have to release the spit valve. And Marge is like, over the sink! <laughs> Over the sink! Uh, do, does a clarinet have a spit valve? Uh, yes. On the side. Okay. It, yeah. Um, so you know all about the spit valve. I do know, and I think trumpets have spit valves. 
Yes. I'm trying to think of what else. I thought maybe a lot of horned horned instruments would, but maybe not. Yeah. Um. So and then we we go into the inside the Simpsons house where we see Spud using Lisa's sax as a back scratcher. Back scratcher. Uh. And we Cooter comes downstairs dressed as Elmer. He's like, "Oh, look at me! I'm a millionaire for wearing a white shirt and blue pants." Dude, he's a carny. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. And Spud tells Cooter he looks like James Bond. <laughs> no, not even close. So Cooter says it's getting cold in the house. And he's like, Spud, throw another photo album on the fire. So instead of using the fireplace that's in the house, they just have a barrel for, you know, like yeah. homeless people. Well, they're right transients. Here. Yeah. And Spud asks which one, precious memories or treasured memories? Precious hey, moments. Oh, sorry. No, well, you wrote memories. Oh, you wrote. No, yeah, I sorry. didn't. So, Spud asks which which one? Precious moments or treasured memories? And Cooter tells Spud, quit yapping, because I'm freezing. Did the Simpsons not have heating in their house? They probably don't know what but, heating is. But also, what time of year is this? I don't, I don't know. When, well, uh, it would be winter, would it be? Well, we just no, had Christmas, so maybe February-ish, give or take. But it's car no, because they just had a carnival. Oh, and the grass is growing outside. I don't know. This is a weird placed <laughs> episode, I guess. Because what was also, the last? We didn't just have Christmas. Our last episode was the clip show. Yeah, and then previous was Christmas. So maybe we're into spring slash starting summer again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Weird, uh, weird Simpson timing, I guess. And uh, Splat throws uh, treasure memories into the barrel fire. He's like, all right, yeah. cool. Yeah. And uh, so it's the next morning and Homer tries to put on pants and falls out of the treehouse. <laughs> uh, then Homer climbs back up and says, stupid gravity. <laughs> and he's uh, like, we can't just give up our home. There's got to be a way to get those guys out of there. Bart says, I say we set fire to the house. Kill them that way. Bart's like, we don't want to kill them, Bart. We just want our home back. And this is like, well, if we did set the house on, set fire to the house, no fires. And then Homer snaps his fingers like, I got it. Bart's like, no fires. Oh. And Bart's like, there must be a way to outsmart them. Homer's like, ah. You can't outsmart carnival folk. They're the cleverest folk in the world. Just look at the way they sucker regular folk with those crooked games. <gasps> That's it. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It is so amazing. Just the way yeah. that that line is delivered. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. Uh, yeah. So the Simpsons go up to their house and Homer bangs on the door and Cooter says, Cooter residence. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go with their last name's Cooter. Yeah. Uh, and Homer tells Cooter, I have a proposition for you. I'm listening. And Homer says, uh, one game of ring toss. If I can throw the hula hoop onto the chimney, um, I we get the house. And Cooter's like, you give us our house back. Homer's like, if I miss, sign the deed over to you. And Mark's like, no. And Bart's like, you'll never make it. And Cooter opens up the door a little bit and asks, they would own the house legit? 
Homer's like, that's right. And Cooter says, deal. And they shake hands. And, you know, we see Homer, Homer war- warming up to throw. And, he, like, spits uh, in his hands. Like, yep, grinds the his wind. Foot, yep. Grinds his foot like, into the cement. Yep. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, one, two. And then it drops the hula hoop and yells, now. And the Simpsons run back into their house, close the door on Cooter and Spud before they can get back in. Woo! Yeah. Look at Homer go. Came up with that idea all by himself. So here's the thing. Did he come up with that idea by himself? I, I guess. Maybe Lisa did. Lisa, well, she I, wanted fire, too. But Lisa is the smartest of them all. Because, so. like, here's the thing. They made Homer so dumb in this episode there's no way he came up with that idea. No, but it was perfect using him as that guy. Correct. So the Simpsons laugh at them through the mail slot, just like Cooter and Spud did to them. And yep. uh, Spud points out they ran into the house. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. And Spud's like, that Homer fella grifted you good, Dad. There's like, well, there's no shame in beating, being, uh, being beaten by the best. And Spud's like, but he didn't seem all that. We were beaten by the best boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, clearly uh, Cooter knows Homer's a moron. Yep. And so the Simpsons are uh, starting to clean up their house. And Lisa's ho- Lisa hoses, hoses off the recliner chair. And uh, Marsh tells Homer she's proud of them because they got their house back. So maybe so this they makes it, the idea. So, but like, okay. This is my problem. They made him so goddamn dumb in this episode that this does not land well. It actually doesn't land at all. I don't know. I like it. I think it, I think, I think just like a normal grifter, you you play a, play a part. Homer was not playing a part. Homer's the one that got, here's the thing. This is where your logic (laughs) falls apart. Homer is the one that did not bribe Wiggum because he was too stupid to give Wiggum a, br- uh, a bribe. He did not set up the fact that Cooter and Spud were going to move in with him and then have them take their house just for him to get it back. The whole yep. the whole premise of Homer being this stupid but then coming up with this idea, yeah, you could say, oh yeah, he's bound to have a good idea. Like, it just does not work at all. Yeah. Um... So Bartos Homer, uh, way to go. He actually outwitted someone. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Homer tells Bart that he's smarter than I thought, didn't ya? And uh, Cooter and Spud stand outside the Simpson house, and Homer sees them and says, Aw, they have no place to go. And Homer feels bad for them and asks if they can let him stay in the house a few more days. <laughs> and he's back to being dumb again. And yeah. Bart asks Marge to get Homer away from the window. <laughs> and Marge, Marge pats the couch, and Homer's excited for his groove. He's like, oh, my yep. groove. It's all out of shape. And Homer tells Marge, yeah, you better put on a pot of coffee. This could take a while. <laughs> and uh, we get the song Groove Me by King Floyd starts playing as Homer starts fixing the couch groove. And I like it yeah. in the credits. He's like, a little bit more, and uh, I got it. Yeah. I, you know, I like this episode. Don't get me wrong. I think it's funny. I just, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily land for me, as you heard me 
yell a moment ago about the fact that they made Homer so dumb during the ring toss game that he couldn't bribe Chief Wiggum. And then when they have their house taken from, from them by the Cooters and they go to Wiggum and Wiggum is sarcastic to Homer, we know Homer understands sarcasm. It, the problem is, yeah, we know Homer is dumb, but they dumbed him down so much just to give him that hero arc at the end. And, you know, Marge's like, oh, I'm proud of you. Bart's like, oh, you've actually outwitted somebody. But it doesn't work because of how stupid they made him him, him this episode. If they had if they had dumbed him down just a, just a hair, you know, maybe not understanding the bribe, but he put the chicken in backwards. He, <laughs> I mean, okay, the caramel thing, okay, maybe that's a trust issue. I can forgive that. Like, he drinks the caramel. Because, you know, they're like, oh, we label it barf so people don't steal from us. Maybe he's, like, just checking their story. But taunting a shark, not smart. Like, I don't know. Um, and he's a pigeon. Like, he's a rube. Um, so, I, like, the, the beginning part of the episode is kind of funny. Because it's, for me, it's a little relatable with Marge telling the kids to, oh, go do your chores or else you're not going to get an allowance. Because I was told to do chores and I fought our mom to do it because she didn't pay me. Like, why should I do it if I'm not going to get rewarded? My reward was not getting yelled at. That's not a reward. Um, so that that was a little relatable, I guess. Um, but the Hitler car thing was pretty funny. And the joke with the camel was, was also really funny. He can talk, but Marge and Lisa are like, he was wearing a hat. Uh, that was pretty great. Uh, this is middle of the road. Three, don't have a cow. I just, I can't get over the fact of how stupid they made Homer just to give him that redemption arc. I don't know. I'm I'm not, not, not anywhere near you today. I'm five. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. I, I absolutely love this episode. I, I definitely watch it when it's on. I, I love the Carney stuff. Just watching how, Dumb Homer is with the whole ring toss game. The bribe bit's absolutely hilarious. And then to follow it up with Homer and Lisa at the police station with Mr. No Bribe is, is absolutely fantastic. Because Wiggum is definitely like, you know what? Fuck you. I didn't get my money. You're not getting yeah. your house back. Like that hands down is absolutely hilarious. I personally love Homer outwitting the Cooters. But the fact that the guy's name is Cooter Cooter is very frustrating to me. But I, until you pointed it out, I had no fucking clue. I did not put two and two together on <laughs> that know. one. That was really weird. It is. That is the weirdest of everything in this episode. I'm going to go with that's probably the weirdest fucking thing. Um, I love the glass bottom boat ride. The shark. The shark's great. Um, Homer drinking barf is great. And like you said earlier, the relatability with the the. Bart, Lisa, and the chores. I mean, cleaning up the yeah. backyard and mowing. And although we really didn't have a back, quote unquote, backyard, it was no fence, no nothing. It was just a yeah. Big, well, you can still have a giant. backyard without it being fenced in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the I don't backyard know. is the back of the house. I like. I think our backyard was like a corner. <laughs> like, well, because it so was our. Well, so the thing with our house was it wasn't built on the right street. It was supposed to, we, we were supposed to be on Flambeau. Our, 
our address was Flambeau, but our driveway was on that corner street. Yeah. So, but our house was supposed to be built the other way. So if you turn our house 90 degrees, that side yard, the side of where the garage is would have been our backyard. Yeah. And it would have been tiny. It was not that big. Yeah. So yeah, I'm five. Everything's coming on Bill House. I, I thought this episode was absolutely fantastic. Uh, so let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we have Cooter Cooter and Spud Cooter. <laughs> uh, they live inside a ring toss game. I guess that's the easiest way to do it. Uh, yeah. Their work inside the ring toss game. Uh, yeah. Their usual breakfast, cotton candy, snow cones, and caramel apples. Do they Do they have teeth? Don't quite I, know if they have teeth or not. I don't, I don't think, think they would. Them. No, well, looking at <laughs> looking at a picture in the book where uh, Spud is uh, unhinging himself, he has teeth. Oh, okay, so yeah, guess he has a good dentist. Um, their unique physical abilities: Cooter can pull out his left eye, and Spud can unhinge all of his joints at once. So it's been fun. I love carnivals. They're always a good time. So yeah. uh, you guys can find us on our social medias at the Simpsons did it pod on Instagram and threads. Uh, you can find our podcast on all the podcasting platforms. But if you listen to us on uh, Spotify, make sure to follow. If you listen to us on Apple, make sure to follow like, and uh, give us a rate and review. So we know how we're doing. We always like our uh, comments. Uh, if you'd like to leave us feedback, you can email us the pod at gmail.com and you can give us a phone call 612-584-0986 listen to our wonderful voicemail by Jaden LeBron and leave us a voicemail message so until next time I'm Steven Sklansky and I'm Robert Sklansky and this has been The Simpsons Did It Shh.